When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, it's the overnight crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Crystal clear through the SEN app and your digital radio dial. Paul Sebastiani here with you. It's a uh, big Carlton half an hour or so coming up with myself and SEN's very own Nick Negropontis, part of the digital team. And you're head of social media now, aren't you? Yeah, been that way for a, for a few years there now, Paulie. There you go. There we go. We need to need to inform the listeners of uh, of the job titles around here. But uh, we have a huge game coming up Thursday night footy. Uh, it's back. It is back with a vengeance. Twenty past twenty past seven uh, Australian Eastern time for those listening, maybe throughout the the middle part of Australia or or across the West Coast. Uh, Richmond versus Carlton. It's a sellout. It is, and I mean, no surprise. The hype is nope. pretty high. For, nope for both teams. It uh, is indeed. The question is, can Carlton do it two years in a row? Uh, short answer, yes, I think so. Uh, whether or not that occurs, who knows? In reality, we, we don't know. But it, it's a it's an interesting one because I, f- I feel Richmond in this game are going to be far more geared up for round one than we are. I think yep. we're going to manage the season far better than we did last year. And I think last year we just had to win yep. the first game. We uh, had to break the drought. Exactly. New coach, new players. So it was kind of understandable to see us wound up first up yep. last season. I think maybe the roles are going to reverse this season as well. So whether or not we can deal with with Richmond's head full of steam, I think coming into into round one is, is the big question. But uh, let's set the agenda for... For this little Carlton uh, chat that we're uh, we're going to have on a weekly basis, uh, what are we doing today, Pont? We are doing our ten most intriguing Carlton players this year. So not our top yes. ten best players or our top ten, you mm-hmm. know, most overpaid or top ten, you know, players to watch. It is most intriguing, and I we we've left this vague. Yes, I've, I've got my ten. You've got your ten. I haven't seen yes. yours. You haven't seen mine. So we might have taken this in completely different directions. I don't know, but mm-hmm. let's get stuck into it. I think we shall. Now, have you done yours in in a particular order? Yes. Or have you just, okay, I, I've just, I don't really have these in any particular order. Maybe <laughs> one or two right. are probably higher up in the pecking order, which I'll, I'll get to, but. Work out an order in your own head as you go. Okay, I will. All right, so I'm going to go from 10 to 1. Good, G- if, give if me 10. The case. Give me 10, okay. and then I'll give you 10, and we'll go back Okay, and 10 for me is Alex Murkov. Alex Murkov? Yeah. Most intriguing What makes player. him intriguing? Uh, body size and the ruck scenario. Yep. We're, we'll touch on that a little later. Of course, we've got some big names there uh, with regards to what's going on with, with Carlton's ruck scenario. But I, I don't mind the development of this young fella. Uh, he's, I mean, he's obviously got the height. He's, he's enormous. Whether or not he's got the footy brain and mm. whether or not he's developed that over the last two and a half years, that's the question that has to be answered this year. But um, if there's a little bit of moving and shaking in the ruck division, I think... His development is going to be key to our future. I think. I do actually think he will play a game this year. I was going to ask, do you think he plays a game I, this I, year? I think he does. I think if we're in a scenario where we can potentially get him in, I think I think they will. Interesting. Um, yeah, I think you, you, you have to you have to throw him in eventually, don't you, and give him a crack. So well, they, they did in the preseason. We know that Pidney or De Koning are going to get hurt at some point yes. this year. They're not, well, play, they're well, not both playing. T- touch wood they don't. But of course, but yeah. we, we know like the realities yeah. are one of them is going to get hurt, and the backup Ruckman spot is Murkov's. Yep. Like, there is no other Ruckman on the list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
It's interesting. Are we going to talk about Murkov in the first five minutes of every show? Yeah. <laughs> back to back. I don't mind the big fella. No. I, I'm still enamored by that 30-meter dart pass that he hit <laughs> up at Gold Coast uh, in that VFL game last year. But uh, we'll uh, we'll wriggle away from that. Yep. Uh, are you going to go next or will I continue so through my list? At 10, okay. I've got Lewis Young, who has like signed a three-year deal to remain a blue bagger. Yep. Thank you, Lewis. We'll take that. It's as we talked about last week, can he be the second best key defender in a premiership team? Yes. Well, that's, yes the, no. that's the burning that's, question, isn't it? I think he can. Yep. I don't think he can as he is currently right now, but he's a young key defender who's growing, yep. and I think he will get there. How he evolves, it grows. How does he fit into a team if McGovern and Marchbank are both healthy? Mm. Can they play the four of them? I think a lot of card questions will be answered around how Lewis Young develops and yep. the health of the others around him. I think he's one of those players and, and in the practice games last season and in preseason training last season and even this season too, I just was just left shaking my head at some moments. I'm like, is this is this Lewis Young? Is this actually him? And then he came out last season and was just he was unbelievable. Yeah. You know, he was he wasn't your ten out of ten player every week, but what you got what you see is what you get, basically. Fact, we don't talk enough about how good he was in those four or five weeks without Wittering. He was enormous. It was, was enormous. Absolutely enormous. So whether or not he can deal with the pressure again, that's that's the question that, that needs to be answered on his behalf. But I think from an A from when we're looking at real form, not pre season form, I mean there's absolutely no knock on no no knock on him and He's, he's another one. Availability is your best ability. Yep. And he, he was fit for the majority of 2022 and he locked his spot in the side. So I think, and we'll, we'll talk about it later, I think I think he's locked his spot away for, for round one. Yep. I think. Uh, number nine for me, uh, I'm going to go with Alex Chincotta. Okay. I'm going to go with him. Uh, now, I know we've got a plethora of halfbacks and sort of running halfback types, but the fact that he's come in for Zach Williams and the fact that he just pinned his ears back when he gets the foot, he's just a goer. And yeah. I don't think we have enough of those across half back. I think we've got a few in now. I mean, obviously, Saad is one of those, clearly. Uh, but I think Chinkotta, with a little bit of run and carry across the half back line, he's a line breaker. Um, he's fit. You know, he's, he's one of these players that's had to do it the hard way as well. So he's going to value his spot. And I just loved look, how much can you read into it? But I, I loved his pre game, uh, his. Uh, the video on the Carlton website that showed him being selected yep. as, as a Carlton player. And he said, you know, I'm going to go to war with you boys. I'm going to work my ass off to, to ensure that, you know, my, my, my stay here is, 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 is the best it can be. So does he play round one? You'll find out. In a second. <laughs> I'll let you know. So I've also gone for a speedy halfback at number nine. It's interesting. We've had, I don't know if you had, do you have Lewis Young on your list at all? No, I don't. Okay. So we haven't had a double up yet. I've gone Jordan Boyd at nine. I like it. Yes, I, I think, like it. I think, barring Sincotta blowing up or bl- barring Lockie Cowan blowing up, yep, I think he's he's got that best twenty-two spot. I agree. When he comes back, I completely agree because he was awesome last year in the yep. seven games we saw. Yep. Zach Williams is done for the year, yep. and you know, who knows if we'll we'll see him? I, I don't want to even I think about. It, Jordan Boyd was yes. borderline best twenty-two last year right. immediately. 100%. I'm very excited to see what he can do in the second half of the year. Uh, and from all reports, is uh, uh, slightly ahead of schedule with that uh, with that foot uh, injury that he had. So Excellent. he's one of those players as well. Where did did he ever lose a one on one battle last no, season? Not that I remember, mate. It, just incredible one on one, and he's that perfect player now. How many times have we done our head in over it over the last couple of years? Oh, yep. small forward gets us. Small forward gets us. The small to medium forward gets us. He's a guy that can match up. 
on that particular player in the opposition and then hurt them going the other way because he's a beautiful kick as well. And him, like Chincotta, like Saad, like Doherty too, they're line breakers. Yep. And that's what you need across that halfback line. So, again, I think defence first, obviously, but then, you know, he can add that offensive layer to that halfback line. I like it. Yep. I like it. Okay, next for me, uh, I'm going to go with Jack Silvani. Again, no double-ups here yet. No, I'm going to go with Jack Silvani because that half-forward spot is up for grabs. And I felt last season that that was a particular area of the ground in the second half of the season that we were just abysmal in. Yep. That that little hit up from half-back to half-forward, that outlet kick, and we didn't have it because Jack was that player in the early parts of the season, but then he had to shift into that yep. pinch-hit ruck roll, clearly. And I think that took away from his hit-up hit-up play, and we saw his hit-up play against Sydney. I know he's... It was very good. Exactly, and I think that's his best position. I love him as that hit-up half-forward flanker. Look, his pace is not, you know, it's not elite, obviously, but again, he's one of those players that's going to be vying for that spot with Jack Martin. He's far more reliable than what Jack Martin is. So I think on talent and skill, I think Jack Martin is ahead of him, but I just think, again, with availability, work rate as well, and I think what he gives our team with regards to those hit-ups and that work rate, I think I think he is the one to to fill that void across across half forward. So, if you were, um, is he coming into an is his contract coming? Yeah, I was going to ask. If you're Nick yeah, Austin, well, what are you offering him contract wise? Two years. Yep, agree. Yeah, two years. Simple as that. All right, at eight, I've got Lockie Cowan. I think that's yep. the same, exactly the same thing you were talking about with with mm-hmm. Chinkotta. Is is he playing round one? What's his ceiling? Well, will will, will we see him in the best twenty two until Jordan Boyd is healthy? Until Marchback mm. is healthy? Does mm. he play? Have expectations risen too quickly? I'm very curious to see how how he goes this year and whether we see him in round one. That's a big question, Mark. Uh, what did you make of his preseason form? I know we had a chat about mm. it. We can go a bit more in depth with it now. I loved everything I saw in the Sydney game. Yeah, I, I it's the the play where he gets smashed by McLean potentially. Yeah, one of their the, forwards. Yeah, he gets smashed by one of the Ruckman. No, he gets smashed by McLean. Yeah, Logan McDonald picked gets the ball, he bounces straight back to his feet mm-hmm. and then drills McDonald. Yeah. Like, how many Carlton defenders over the last six <laughs> or seven years come to mind that have been no, able to do that? Not, like, not many. Not many. We've had the classy outside types. We've had the the big, slow defensive bulls. We haven't had many guys like Chinkotta and Cowan who are just there to get their fingers, fingernails dirty. Mm. I don't think... Like, my favorite player in the AFL, and this might, this might, be, um, this might be sacrilegious to say, is Bo McCreary. Because he doesn't okay. have to, t- he doesn't have yeah. to touch the footy. Okay, yes, I like it. He could be in the coaches' votes with a zero disposals, thirty yep. pressure acts game, yep. and I think yep. Lockie Cowan might have a bit of that in him. Okay, I like it. Not that it. I've only, I've literally only seen him play like two times. I have so. a great, I had a, I had an affinity the other day with regards to him when I was going through the the squad that I, I'm looking to see in this first game. And should I ask the question now, or should I do it when we go? It was more, it was pertaining to matchups. Okay, should we do that when we go through our? 22 or 23, or should I do it now? If it's Cowan related, go for it. It's Cowan related. Yeah. Is he the matchup for Dusty? That's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> if it's not Cowan, who is it? Well, that's what I, I was looking through the back line and I said, okay, you're in, you're in, you're in. You're, key position, key position, key position. Half he, back, half back, half back, but you're not really no. the body type to go. But he played, on, he played on Heaney in the practice match. And Heaney was good, but not like he didn't, he wasn't out of his depth, I don't think. Is he the matchup for Dusty? Is it, yeah, because you'd imagine they play Lynch, they play Rewalt, they play they play Cumberland or whatever his name is. Yeah, so that's you've you've got Weedering, Young, McGovern, 
McGovern, you would say, yeah. Ugh, we don't have a good matchup. And it, well, see, that's it what ha- I mean. Probably has, has, to be to, has to be Cowan, doesn't because it? Because it sure as hell is in Lockie Plowman. Uh, no, I don't think he'll play. He, no, no, he that. won't play. No, uh, won't. and I don't think Doherty is the player to go with him. Saad isn't the player to go with him. Yeah. Uh, it has to be. I think, I think he has to play. Yeah. <laughs> and I like it. Yeah. I actually like it. I think he, he seems to be one of these kids who's going to thrive under Surely that type of pressure. they give him the Isaac Heaney matchup saying, yep. well, if you do well here... You know, what's oh, lo- you know what's looking for you in round one. Mate, exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. Uh, what's that? Was that number eight for, yep. for both of us? Okay. Now we're on to number seven. For me, number seven, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Blake Akers. Okay. Um, he's come in and that wing role for us has just been, yep. it's, it's so important. And, yep. and it has become a staple in the game for the last maybe sort of two to three seasons. And Melbourne really honed in on it with, with Langdon and, and Brayshaw and um, uh, James Jordan as well. So they've got that trio that sort of operate through that area as well. And I think now we've got a good trio and a good quartet that could potentially mm. operate through there. We've got Cottrell, of course, who has to come back from that foot. Holland as well, who I'll get onto in a moment. Um, now we've got Akers in there too with O'Brien. Um, it's starting to look like a strength of ours now. And I like what I saw from him in the two practice games as well. I think he was probably... It was probably the pick of the players, he was. Uh, to be honest. So, And you know he's going to be one of those players as well that, again, he's not on a huge contract. He's coming to do a role. He's a professional. You know he's going to be there in the last quarter, in those last contests, running on top of the ground. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think he's he's one of our most intriguing yeah. players, I would I would have to say, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I don't have him on the list because I yep. feel like he's just going to do his job. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'm not intrigued in that. Yep. I feel like I'm confident in that he's just going to be there doing what mm. he needs to do. Mm. Mm. Uh, at seven, I've got Jesse Modlop. Love it. Can he kick 30 goals this year? Yes. I've, I hope he is. I hope he's ready he to can. be that player. 100% he can. I hope he's ready to be that player. I was a bit worried in the Sydney game where he got lost yep. quite a bit, mm-hmm. but he was also great in the Collingwood game, so I don't want to yep. read too much into it. Yeah, he needs to – hopefully he's he's ready to go for round one. Yep. And hopefully he can be that player who can bob up and kick a goal and a half a mm-hmm. game mm-hmm. because this team needs it. More as much as we need the pressure acts, we need the scoreboard pressure. One hundred and ten percent, exactly. Yep. I think, and I think the game as well is going down the path of. Look, we've seen high pressure forwards for the last maybe since the Richmond era. Since that came in, it was just all about high pressure, manic football, get the pressure acts up, tackles inside forward fifty, tackles inside your front half. I think what we've seen maybe in the last season or two is it's gone slowly back away from that to the more pure goal kicker, Ginevan. Wouldn't know what pressure is at all. Hasn't laid a tackle. Exactly. And then look at Tyson Stengel. They're all just pure goal scorers. So I think I think the game is maybe sort of slowly mm. going back down that path too. And I think that's what Jesse Motlop can, can provide Carlton. I think he's, he's got a great eye for goal. Um, and, you know, he's got that young exuberant passion that we need up in up in that forward line. So he's, he's, he's on my list as well. He's going to be my next one, okay. uh, Pont. Um, I've got him in there too. So uh, again, reiterating what you said there. And I think the big thing for him now is that out of all those small forwards, he's the most talented of the lot. Yep. Um, he's no got question. a big size. He's big, big boy too. Like he's, he's a bulky fella as well. So um, he'll, uh, I think he'll run on top of the ground this season. And I'm, I'm, I'm yep. really looking forward to seeing what he can do provided he stays fit. So is that our first double up? I think so. Yep. And it's a good double up yep. too. <laughs> Have you got Adam Chera? I do have Adam Chera. Because he's next up on my list. Yep. And I think the question is, can he fill Sam Walsh's boots? Will we see him alternate with Doherty across halfback? Mm-hmm. Can he be more poised in like those stoppage situations yep. where he tends to 
kick the ball up a chimney. Like <laughs> these are the questions. I'm I'm not as concerned. Like I've heard a lot of talk. You know, can Adam Chera be an A grader? Can can he live up to this mm. hypothetical contract that he's not actually on? Exactly. Um, it's just <laughs> don't get it. Anyway, um, yeah. To me, the question is isn't so much can he be like an A plus superstar. It's yep. can he be the midfielder we need alongside Hewitt, Cripps, yep. Kennedy, where he's the the poise on the outside, the finisher, the Rolls Royce. Yep, he's, that's what we need from him. He's supposed to be the finisher. He's he's next on my list as well. So we've doubled up in exactly the same spot. Uh, I think the big thing for him is is when we saw him last season without Walsh in the team, he played his best games. He did. He was absolutely enormous. Uh, so now, can he's got to replicate that form when while she does come back as well. So we've got more weapons across that midfield too. But um, he's still very young. Let's not forget that yeah. too. He's only, what is he, 23 years old? I think he's turning 24 this season. He was the same, Adam Chera, was he 2017 same, draft? Same draft as Dow. Yeah, same draft as Dow and Rayner and all them who are still considered like kids. Young. So yeah. th- he's still got... I think he's still got heaps of up, upside. He's only just about to sort of hit his peak too. Yep. So, And he did have a couple of niggles last season as well. He had that little hamstring niggle. He had mm. that, I think he had a patella problem as well. Got so, COVID at the wrong time. Exactly. So, um, no, um, I think he's he's definitely up there. And I think if he can go to if he can go to another level and find another gear, but on a more consistent basis, if that makes sense. Have those games that you had against Richmond in round one, against West Coast later in the season and against Collingwood in the last round. Have those on a more consistent basis. And if you do, then, you know, the sky's the limit for the whole team, I think, and the whole midfield. Um, next up for me, Ollie Hollands. Okay. Ollie Hollands. I think just purely because the fact that, again, he's in that wing role there. We drafted him for that. We drafted him for what we need, outside run. And I think... Not, not that there's a lot of pressure on him, but I'm always uh, – uh, because we've had, would you say, failures in inverted commas with these early picks over the last couple of seasons. Again, different I, regimes. It's. I wouldn't it's, even put inverted commas around him. Yeah, 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 well, exactly right. No, exactly right. Uh, he's one of my most intriguing players. He's definitely up there for me uh, because I think he's going to get games early in the season yep. and you're going to see what this kid's made of. So um, he's definitely up there for me. I'm, I'm so excited. Fresh blood, young blood, that's what we want. Yep, and – I don't know if he plays round one, but he's absolutely playing in the first month. Oh, completely And whether agree. he holds his spot in the team, he holds his spot in the team. But we, we will be seeing a lot of Ollie Hollands this year. Yep. And it's just up to him whether he can, he can you know, follow the wing patterns, do what the coaches want want of him, yeah. and keep his spot in the team. Well, like, he's he's the replacement for O'Brien. Yeah. Clearly. And uh, he's, I mean, scope-wise, he's going to be far better than him. I, I would hope so. so. I think that's just the natural progression. And then it's also a kick up the backside for O'Brien to say, well, here's an 18-year-old who's coming to the team. He's going to push you out of the side. Are you going yep. to step up to the mark? Are you going to be good enough? I hope so because, I mean, I still I still hold some hope for Lockie O'Brien based on so a few I. of the games we saw last year where he was outstanding. He just needs to do it. He just needs to apply himself. Consistent. Yep. That, that, that's what we're asking for, consistency. You know how much I like him. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm his biggest, biggest backer. So um, your next player, Pont? I've got, got David Cunningham next. I think oh, I think geez. he might. I'm. I've got him at five. I feel like I could have had him yeah. at one. Okay. Like he has. He has. I don't know whether it's the same yep. shoulder injury that Pat Lipinski just is about to miss four months with. Yep. I don't think it's that severe, but no. he has a shoulder injury that would probably, in an ideal world, require surgery. Yes. And he's they they're strapping it up and they're saying, if we if we put you under the knife, you're probably not going to get a chance to play this year. Exactly. And that's probably the end of your AFL career. Yep. Yep. So strap it up, give it a go. 
roll of the dice, do or die. Can he make it? Like he's going to start in the VFL. Let him let him build his strength up in that shoulder. Let him let him take his time, and then give him one mm. last crack. Mm. And if he earns that that one year rolling contract, he earns that one year rolling contract. But yeah, he is exactly what this team needs as that half forward midfield link who can put the ball inside 50, who can hit the scoreboard, who can do some damage. And yeah, this is it. This is yeah. it for him. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it's a fair, a fair argument. Have I, did I mention Lockie Coward as my player in there? Have I met, mentioned him as a most intriguing player yet? No, but uh, we, haven't we, done we, we, we have done Cowan. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, so Ka- Cowan I had in at three Okay. Uh, for mine. So I've got him right up there as well. The uh, All right, now I'm going to move on because yep. – these are the next two for me, right? And I, I was umming and ahhing between the two, but I've gone, I've gone the obvious here. Um, Sam Doherty for my number two. The reason being, really, the, this is this is the reason, right? In high pressure moments, right, you need your leaders to stand up. Always, that's what the best teams do, right? My fear with Sam Doherty is that in those high pressure moments, and we saw them last season, his disposal mm. not good enough. Yep. Not good enough. Not good enough. And that's not because his disposal is poor. He's a fantastic kick of the ball. Great kick of the ball. But it's the decision-making in those moments. He is prone to a lapse. You you cannot be doing that. As a leader of the football club, you cannot be doing that. And I see him and Jacob Wiedering as well as leaders down in that back line. And we know Docker is probably going to play more. He's going to have more on ball time this season. But you've got to lift. In those moments on the field... Where the momentum is against us, we're, kick, we're having goals kicked against us. Are you standing up in those moments to lead your team on the field before the decisions have to be made when you come back to the bloody huddle? Yep. That has to be the big question mark on him. And when the pressure goes on, I, I get a little bit worried with him. So he needs to find another gear under those high-pressure scenarios. So, again, he's one of my favorite players. I love him dearly. But you've got to step up to the mark in those high-pressure scenarios because against Adelaide last season... I thought he was abysmal. And I know he had a lot of the ball, but there are a few moments where he burnt his teammates and I thought, no, I don't like that. There was a passenger play and I don't want to just hone in on one thing, but he had Lockie O'Brien out clear, clearly across half back and he was at full back, Sam Doherty, and instead of dishing off the easy handball, he looked at him and decided he was going to long dump kick up the line. And I just don't like that. Trusting your teammates, you're not always going to be in the best position. And I know field territory is sometimes key when you're under the pump, but... He's got to find another gear under pressure as a leader. Amen. And yeah, I'm excited to see him playing in the midfield. Yep. I feel like that's his yep. natural position and that's where he should have been earlier in yep. his career. Yep. I agree. agree with that. And again, it's not it's not a bash on him. It's not a, because I love him, but disposals don't mean anything if under pressure, you cannot benefit the team, period. Yep. The next two on my list, are, I think, do we even really need to discuss Caleb Marchbank and Mitch McGovern? Yep. I feel like we know exactly why they are intriguing. We know exactly why they are on this mm-hmm. list. And we know exactly what they need to deliver this year. Yep. Yep. No, it's both exactly out of contract, right. both do or die. Can they be the X factors that lead Carlton into finals? That's the big question. If they are if they are there for more than twelve games in the season, Carlton is not just making finals, but he's probably close to a double chance. Absolutely. I would say. I don't think you can underestimate how how important that intercept game is, especially McGovern. He's an 80-meter player. Yep. In the VFL, and we we have obviously that VFL report went up on the scn.com.au website. We've got to give that a plug, of course. <laughs> uh, McGovern was 
again, he takes the mark, he takes off, he goes. He's the only bloke in that back line that as soon as he gets the ball, he's the one that you know you can trust to take that kick on the 45 yep. or that kick he's through the middle. Kick. Him and Newman have got that got that ability to chew off that pass. So yep. um, like that. Um, are we up to number one? I think I'm up to my number one. I've got two left, but okay. I think we both would have the same number okay, one. Yeah, uh, I've got number one, uh, Tom DeConing. He's also my number one. Yep, clearly. Can I go to my number two before you go to your number one? You can go to your number two, before yes. We, before we do the, the, yes. the natural Tom DeConing Yes, chat. sir. Yes. Can we have a chat about Brody Kemp? Ooh, yeah, he's he's on. Is he on the outer, or is he just being? Is he on a modified program with preseason? He hasn't played a game. He hasn't played a game. Did he? Did, was he in the VFL game? I think he. No, he wasn't. No. So why? Why not? I, saw maybe. I don't know. I, I read up something. I mean, take, you take it with a grain of salt on Twitter, but yeah, I think he saw, or they might have been holding him back, or so. Because there's no reason why he wouldn't have played in the mm. VFL game. Because he's he looks like he's put on a lot of size. Oh yeah. But do we know where he's going to play? They've got him in the back line. I, I, much, I would but... like him across the back line. And the reason being was, do you remember that Freo game last year at Marvel? Yeah. He, mate, he, I, I couldn't believe he got dropped after it. Yeah. Might have done some things off the ball that you don't see when you're in the grandstand. But I, I thought he was. I thought he was to play undersized against the likes of Tabernacle. He was playing a tough role. Very tough role. And he, he did a few things where he did that spin out of traffic and that pirouette. And you know, I, I just I, want to know whether yeah. he will get a shot this year to prove that he's an AFL player or not. Well, the, que- the question is with him, you look at it and say, okay, well, you're going to play that halfback role, right? There are two blokes there that are, we know are injury prone. Yeah. McGovern and Marchbank. Can he kind of play that role? Probably. Yeah. Maybe. I don't mind him across half forward as well. There's I would also rather him across him half forward. Yeah. And there's that role there. There's that opportunity if, yep. there for him as well. Because if Silvani and Martin don't take it, yep. he's played there and played in, in roles there last season in the VFL too. So there's options for him. That's just it. I want to see him yep. play one position, play it well, okay. play it at AFL level and do it for half a season. Yep. Yep. But, uh, yeah, let's find out. Well, but He's got to bash the door down, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. Uh, Tom DeConing. Number one. Okay, let's get into it. We touched on him last week, and everyone's been talking about him because yep. there's apparently there's a, a 75-year deal coming his <laughs> way from Sydney worth $85 million, and the godfather offers are going to be coming thick and fast for him. Yep. I My gut feel is that he won't be at the club next season. That's my gut feel. But you summed it up perfectly last week. Play 10 good games in a row. Let's hey see man, him first. I don't care about his contract. <laughs> I don't care what Sydney's offering him. I don't care Neither what do Essendon's offering him. I don't care that St Kilda are interested. Play this season as best as you can, and the club will put to you the best offer that they, that they yep. can because they will definitely want to keep you. Yep. Like, to me, this isn't... I don't even think to Tom DeConning and his manager, like, the reason they put the contract off is because he needs to play good footy to yeah, earn big money. Exactly. He's not Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson was... Yep. Arguably one of the best three players on the ground in the grand final. Yep. Like he earned, he had a poor 2022 in a slightly different role, but he mm. earned the money by being awesome in a grand final. Mm. Tom DeConning has, like, he beat Nick Nat, he beat Sean Darcy once. He got smashed by Sean Darcy another time. Mm. Like, can he do it when it matters across a season? Can he be the ruck forward hybrid that we need? Can he play alongside Harry and Charlie? What, what does his future hold? I think he's by far the most intriguing yeah, player. I think he looked absolutely knackered towards the back half of last season. And probably fair enough. A young yeah. Ruckman playing yeah. one out against all the big bodies. I think that was entirely fair that he wasn't dropped. People keep saying he was yeah. dropped last year. He no, was no, he no. was cooked. Yeah. And that's fair enough. Yeah. But now it's time to deliver. Uh, is his Ruck work good enough? His Ruck craft itself? Well, he's not, he's not better than Pitney at it. I completely agree with Pitney's that. Pitney's our number one Rockman. Yeah. 
He just needs to play 40% of the game in the ruck. And he doesn't have to kick a goal a game, but he needs to take three or four contested yeah. marks a game and he needs to be threatening. Is, the there, is there an argument to play De Koning up forward for longer? I mean, it depends on the balance. Like, can you yep. play him, Harry, and Charlie together? Because mm-hmm. I don't want him getting in the way of Harry and Charlie. Yep. But I also don't want them necessarily getting too high up the ground because mm. we know how damaging they are in front of goal. Yep. So these are the questions, and this is why he's intriguing. How, well, do, how do they balance them? That's all? why Michael Voss gets paid a salary and, and, and we don't to make yep. those calls. So it's are they, are they good headaches to have? I think it's better than not having the headaches. Mm. Like last year when mm. everyone was injured and it was just, okay, who can literally play this position with who has like the body size to play this position if mm. if we have anyone left who can. It could also be an issue of paralysis by overanalysis as well because you've got all these options now in front of you. Do you zig or zag? Yeah. What's the call? Is it okay, well we go two rucks, do we play deconing more up forward? Do we play one ruck? Do we play, you know, Pitonet as the sole ruck? Who knows? Who knows? The sub, sub rule helps. It does. Because if it's not it working against say Geelong, you just sub him out. Or if, you, if right. but but if it is working right. against like right. say yep. North Melbourne, then yep. you sub out someone else. Like now, now it's, and we know this. It's not a medical sub. No, it can be a tactical thing, which it, it always should have been. Correct. It always should have been, and, and teams are always going to exploit the rules anyway. So, all right, there we go. Those are our ten most in, intriguing players. Pont, good chat as good always. Chat. Uh, should we go into our starting lineups that we think are okay. uh, going to uh, be so fielded for the for the for the you, first game? You've done your round one best twenty, or your round one side. Yes, and I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. To okay, sort of prod your side, and you yes. let me know um, how how your how you've picked the team. Okay, right. Durden Motlop always honey. What have you done there? Small forward. Durden words. Motlop always honey. I've gone Motlop always. Motlop. So Corey Durden doesn't play round one. I, I, I this is on the proviso that he might not be ready. Yeah. If he is ready, he's in for always. Reports at open, open training where the Durden look good. Okay. If if that is the case, it's Motlop and Durden and yep. not always. That's, I'll clear that up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's I that's co- what I'm going with. I, I completely agree with you yep. based on all of those factors as yep. well. But yeah, Durden and Motlop, not always in honeys. Yep. It's a good young man, is Corey Durden. I was sitting next to him at the uh, Carlton <laughs> Hall saw of that. Fame. Right? He's, a, he's a very good young gentleman. So uh, shout out to Corey. How are you going, mate? O'Brien v. Hollands. I had both in the team, but I had Holland starting on the field. So you've got O'Brien as the sub, or just come, nah, just come off the bench? Off the bench. Okay. Because I've gone the three wingers. I like that idea. I don't. I don't hate it at all. Yep. I've gone the three wingers, which you'll. I'll, I'll go through it initially, but yeah, yep. I've gone Holland's O'Brien and Acres. Does Ed Kerno play? No. Emergency? No. Really? Yep. You're off him. Yep. Interesting, because yep. I thought, I thought he. I think there's a role for him across the year. And I think that role is Patrick Cripps needs a week off. Matt Kennedy needs a week off. Completely agree. Um, completely agree. And he'll be better at that than Paddy that will be. I completely agree. Yep. So that, that's, that's, well, I th- I actually think we missed him a little bit last season. Absolutely. In those, we in did. those moments. Absolutely. We did. He would have played seven or eight games last yep. year. I completely agree. Um, maybe there's a spot for him as a sub. I haven't got him in there though. Okay. De Koning and Pitney. Both. Got both. Yep. I think that has to be the case. Yep. As we spoke about, I think we need to play both for team structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chincotta? Got him in there. You've got him in there. Sub. Okay. Cowan? Got him in there. So three debutants. Yep. Round one. Yep. Are you not worried about that on the big stage? No. Nah. Fair enough. you got you got to play eventually. Yep. That's that, what, that you, you play for Carlton, not North Melbourne. Does Jack Martin play? No. No. So you've got... But G- it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if they name him. Based on the VFL performance? Yeah, but I just, I, I'm big on, I like to see them playing AFL practice games 
yeah. leading into it. And that's why I was a little bit that's why I was a little bit icky on Durden. Yeah. Um, but if he's ready to go, he's ready to go. But again, that's that's another scenario where do they go zig or zag? Do they go with we know Martin's probably a better finisher than JSOS, but yep. is JSOS probably more primed to play round one because he's had the faultless preseason? Yeah, and he's earned, I think Silvani has earned that best twenty-two spot, and yep. Martin certainly has not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back six, nice, nice and settled. I imagine it's it's Newman, it's Weedering, it's Doherty, it's mm-hmm. Saad, mm-hmm. it's Young, mm-hmm. and it's someone else I'm forgetting. McGovern. McGovern. Yeah, yep. clear that, clear back six. That's exactly what I've gone with. And yep. you've got Cowan as the seventh defender. Yes. So no Marshbank? No. Yeah, yep. I agree. That's what I've gone with. All right. I think think those are the questions. Yes. So go, go, give me your – I'll, your, I'll, I'll go through it. From the back line, ladies and gentlemen, from the back line, full back line, Newman, Wiedering, Young. Tick. Half back line, Doherty, McGovern, Saad. Tick. Centre line, Hollands, Hewitt, Akers. Tick. Half forward line, Fisher, Big Harry Mackay, and Jasos, Jack Silvani. Tick. Uh, full forward line, it's always Dash Durden. If Durden is fit, I want him in. Um, Charlie Motlop. Tick. Um, Ruck Rovers, Pittanet, Cripps, Chera. Tick. And the bench, we've got Cowan O'Brien, Tom DeConing, Matt Kennedy, and the sub is Chincota. Yep, I think I have 21 of those, 20, uh, 22 of those 23. I had mm. Ed Gurnow as the sub. Okay. Or Jack Martin, if if fit, but I yes. would rather Martin have that game in the VFL. Yep. Uh, to you know, have another game, full game in the VFL, full game in in the position. The season is a marathon. You don't need to rush him in. He's on a modified training yep. program. We know that his body has ailed him over the last few years, so we don't have to rush him in. Yep, I agree. I also wouldn't. It's not going to happen. But part of me almost wishes we had prime Ed Kerno to tag Dion Presti in this game. Yeah. Because he he, gonna, he will he kill us. Is he going to play? He's going to play. He's going to play. Okay. And I Good. I hope I eat my words. I Good. hope he doesn't play. No, I hope he does play. I want to <laughs> see him play. Field your best team. Taranto, Hopper, Prestia versus Cripps, Hewitt, Chera at the first center bounce will be fun. Beautiful. Great. Yeah. Good matchup. I love it. What, I'm looking forward to it. I guess the final question is who wins? Mm, I actually tip the draw with Chess. <laughs> confidently tip the draw. <laughs> How much is that paid? 50 to 1. I've <laughs> confidently tipped the draw. Po- I can't separate these two teams. Yep. I actually can't separate them. Uh, and when you can't separate them, what do you do? It's like soccer. You say one yep. will draw, two well, will draw. I think it's going to be a draw. No, 88 apiece. No Robbie Tarrant helps because that means Tyler Huge. Young probably probably debuts and Harry Mackay eats him for breakfast. Yeah. Well, if our tall forwards get a stranglehold on this game, we will win. That that's the that's going to be the headline yep. if Carlton wins. Tall forwards, dominators, Blues, Blitz, Tigers. Round one last year, they kicked one goal between them. Yep, and we and we won. Yep, but it was a very weird game, and, and obviously Prestia went off. And Charlie was coming. It was it really was his first proper game back after a solid preseason. So, yep. uh, and then we saw what he did the week after against the Bulldogs. Five <laughs> we goals. Did too. Uh, okay, yeah. Again, that's I'm going the draw. Eighty eight each. I'm tipping Richmond, but I am a pessimist, as anyone who follows follows me on Twitter knows. <laughs> I am a pessimist. And I've also got Richmond, I think, winning 16, 17 games this year. Yeah. I think they will be top four. That's just my personal thought. I would love to be wrong. Are we – I know Taranto and Hopper are very, very good footballers, but are we just overstating them a little bit? I I don't know because the thing is they're great, but they're injury prone. The problem mm. is they're healthy right now because every yeah. bloody year, Richmond are full strength when they play us and then fall off a cliff, cliff yeah. injury-wise. Injury yeah. 
Okay, intriguing. So you're Richmond. I'm going the draw. So what a great start. <laughs> neither of us are Timmy What a great start. Okay, uh, what's going to be, and I asked this on another podcast I do, but what's going to be your headline for this game? Uh, once again, Weedering beats Lynch and somehow Shea Bolton and Dustin Martin beat us. Okay, all right. Yep, that's understandable. I think Bolton and Martin combined for seven or eight. Jesus. And the headline is Martin <laughs> Martin is back, even though he might not be because we don't have a great matchup for him. And those two players are the difference in the game. That and we're, we're sitting here wondering, well, why don't we have someone like that? Lockie Cowan's going to eat Martin for breakfast, I think, <laughs> in, in round one. All right. Uh, leave um, leave your comments in the uh, – well, where are we putting this up? On Twitter? We'll throw Instagram, it on Twitter. We do yep. it. Le- leave your comments in the, uh, in the comments below or leave your opinions in the comments below. Give us maybe your starting squad. Um, give us your 10 most intriguing plays as well Please do. Uh, for those guys and gals uh, in the audience. Uh, Pont, that's a wrap. Where can we find your handiwork? SEN.com.au? SEN.com.au at Nick Negropontis on Twitter. Yep. Just, you know, start typing those letters in and yep. eventually it will pop You'll up. You'll get there and follow me on Twitter as well at PaulSeb05, the number's 05. Uh, that's a wrap, mate. Uh, good to do it again with you and uh, we'll be back next week with either more yeah. of our hair teared out or <laughs> uh, or uh, or celebrating a cult yeah. win. But either way, it's going to be fun. Footy's back, and uh, we'll be back next week. And thanks to everyone who listened. The feedback yep. was amazing. It was. It was very good. Uh, so uh, get click that like button as well. Click the like button. Get the retweets going as well. Share it on your story too on Instagram or Facebook or wherever. Yes, please. Tell your friends about us. Uh, we'll be back next week, guys. Go Blues.